Big D Entertainment, in association with Dipsy Doodle Productions, presents The Dave Holly Hour. Brought to you by Posh Boutique at the Bridges at 57th, The Sky in Tea, XL Chiropractic, Quality Nails, Jesse Moffat Entertainment, and Sonny's Pizzeria. The Dave Holly Hour features Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment Conversations. A true lover of arts, entertainment, good food, and fun times, including an occasional Jack Daniels. Okay, so a few Jack Daniels. Here he is, Dave Holly. Welcome, Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment lovers. Does my voice sound better this week? I sure hope so, man. That was a week of hell. Not being able to speak when that's what you enjoy doing for a living. All right. Well, here we are now to episode 164. I won't say 100%, but I'm going to give it a 90 plus. All right. As for the show, we have got some wonderful guests coming up. From the White Spruce Chamber Players, Brett Cooper is going to tell us about their program that they have going on at Poplar's Music on Saturday, February 4th at 7 p.m. Then from the Dakota News Now Morning Show, Eric Thorstensen and Aaron Doudna. What a fun time chatting with the two of them. Plus, we'll tell you who gets this week's honorable mention, as well as draw for another winner of Pizza with a Podcaster. But first, let's pop the cork on this bubbly little show. Time to grab your favorite beverage, lift it high, and toast it to being Thursday, a.k.a. Weekend Eve. Hey, the weekend isn't around the corner, it's here! So long, hump day in your frumpy way. We say hello to Thursdays with opening nights. The weekend is near and we can see the bright lights. Yes, Thursday, you're so hearty, we can't wait for Friday. So a day early, we start the party. All right, it is time to toast some people that get no credit or very little. And uh, it's they are overdue for praise because it's been a crappy past four or five weeks for them to be working. Double shifts, very few days off, but raise them high and toast to the Sioux Falls Street Department. I realize that uh, many residential streets, especially the one that I live on, still very narrow. Could break, basically call them one-lane roads at this point. But those crews have been out working on them for several weeks. So guys, gals, all part of the Sioux Falls Street crews, thank you. And uh, keep up the good work, then rest up for a week and get ready for pothole season. (laughs) But once again, thank you to the Sioux Falls Street crews. Boy, it's been a hell of a year, hasn't it? Wow. It's time to pick a lucky winner of Pizza with a Podcaster. Everyone that follows the Dave Holly Hour on Facebook or Instagram automatically entered to win a free pizza from Sonny's Pizzeria. We draw a winner each week, and this week we say congratulations to John Unruh. Ah, hey, congrats, John. That would be Jack Unruh's father from, uh, you know, the Late Night Boomin' Show. Uh, and if I'm not mistaken, John just had a birthday. So, hey, congrats, John. We'll be in touch with you. Get you all set up for some jowl-dropping, show-stopping, thin-crust pizza. Pizza with a Podcaster is brought to you by Sonny's Pizzeria, right across from USF at 26th and Waltz, and Sonny's at 81 on South Phillips. Check out the very fun and incredibly flavorful menu online, Sonny's Pizzeria. Dot com. Honorable, honorable mention. mention. It's an interesting honorable mention I give this week because it, I wasn't able to attend it. I was a sponsor and I couldn't attend because I was under the weather. But Snow Jam Comedy Festival, you did it well. First of all, our friend Graham Wilson, the Gramster as we refer to him. He's one of the people that helps out technically here as part of the unpaid staff of the Dave Holly Hour. The man supports comedy like you can't believe. And he was given an award, and it was a little funny how they set it up, too. They made sure that uh, Graham actually went to the uh, opening night 
as if there was a doubt he was going to be at everything. But regardless, they wanted to make sure he was there, and they were telling him that he was going to be presenting an award. Little did he know that he was the one getting the award. So congratulations, Graham. Well-deserved on that. And then what was cool was uh, I finally was uh, feeling well enough to record one of this week's uh, conversations on Sunday morning. And as I'm in the source on Sunday morning, here's three people sitting at the uh, bigger table uh, just a, a few seats away from me. And I find out, sure enough, they were comedians that were here for the festival and they could not say enough about how wonderful the festival was and how great a city we have. So proud to have been a sponsor. Congrats. Honorable mention going to the Snow Jam Comedy Festival. Later in the hour, a fun conversation with Eric Thorstensen, known as Thor, and Aaron Doudna, who you may call Dudas sometimes, from the Dakota News Now Morning Show. But up next from the White Spruce Chamber Players, Brett Cooper on the Dave Holly Hour. Ladies, when it's time to give your nails some love, get that extra special treatment from Quality Nails on South Minnesota Avenue in Sioux Falls. Manicures and pedicures that look great and make you feel fantastic. Zaya and Tony provide professional care for your hands and feet, whether you just want the basics or an extra special look with added flair. Oh, and guys, it's okay to treat yourself too. Quality Nails. Call for an appointment. 605-334-1463. Helping women feel empowered and confident is what Posh Boutique at the Bridges at 57th does while supplying high-quality clothing that fits your lifestyle, personality, and price point. Whether you want comfy and cozy, casual attire, or something for a special occasion, Posh provides quality, selection, and value. They carry sizes extra small to 3X and have something appropriate for any age. Feel empowered and get confident. Posh Boutique at the Bridges at 57th. And now, more of the Dave Holly Hour. Welcome back, everybody. You know what I'm going to say. It is always a pleasure to talk to Empire Arts and Entertainment. And it's always great to have somebody back on the show, too. Brett Cooper, how are you? Oh, I'm good. I'm sorry. Sorry for the delay. <laughs> How <laughs> are you? Off to a strong start. Yeah. I am doing well. Frozen, but doing fine. Okay, yeah. Well, that happens in these neck of the woods, don't it? Yeah, no doubt about that. Pardon the bad grammar there, my sister. Uh, White Spruce Chamber Players is a group that you and your wife, Laura, uh, happen to be in. Uh, we had you on back in the fall. Uh, actually, I think it was kind of late uh, summerish mm -hmm. almost, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah and uh, you had a, a world premiere that you were doing that time. Uh, but now you're coming back and you've got a show coming up on February 4th. Yep. Tell us about that one. Yeah. So we are going to um, kind of pare things down and do just um, some duos, some duets, you know, two at a time. We're going to play at uh, the Poplar's Music Store. That's on mm -hmm. um, 1119 West 41st, yeah. kind of uh, 41st and Grange over by Costco. Um, yeah, our first time playing there, they've sort of done a wonderful thing with their piano gallery. They're like the Yamaha dealer in town, mm -hmm. and um, the head of their piano sales department um, has been, his name's Matt Wellert. He's been very um, hospitable and cordial and invited us over to play. So we're going to be there on February 4th at 7 p.m. Excellent. Yeah. And uh, what will we hear out of that? You said duets, but uh, give us some names of composers. Yeah. So we'll um, listening to. Yep. So we're going to be playing three different duets. So it's going to be a cello sonata by Frederick Chopin. Mm -hmm. So if, if you're a piano player, that name should ring a bell, and yeah, you'll say very the, much. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, we're going to play a violin sonata by Cesar Franck, and he, um, you know, we can talk more about the pieces in a little bit, but he's kind of the ultimate late bloomer. It's it's a cool story about him and that piece. Um, so I'll be violin and piano, and then we're going to play a piece for two violins by a gentleman named Jean-Marie Leclerc. And I will confess, I've never heard of the guy okay. before. I think if you're in the strings world, if you're a violinist, you'll say, oh, yeah, Leclerc, come on, Brett, get with yeah. it. But, <laughs> yeah, so he's kind of from um, kind of around the same time as like Johann Sebastian Bach, kind of that same right. era in music history. I say that like I know it. I looked him up on Wikipedia two days ago. <laughs> well, yeah. you know, it's funny because you said that because as uh, you were uh, saying things earlier about, well, we'll talk about the pieces individually later and so forth, is that uh, really when you kind of get into this music, you 
have to kind of get into this music, don't you? It's mm -hmm. not just playing the notes that are written down. It is learning about that composer. It is kind of getting into their mindset too, isn't it? It's fun. It's fun. And you'd be surprised that every piece, no matter what, always has some kind of story to it or some origin. Right. Like I always, when I was a kid, I always, for some reason, thought that like there'd be some divine lightning bolt that would strike a composer's head and then they would just be compelled to put something down on paper, be inspired to put something on paper. But usually it's like somebody had a request, somebody had a commission, somebody had a due date, somebody had a, you know, a publisher thing that they were itching uh -huh. for. So yeah, it's just fun that everything's got a purpose to it. All right. So favorite composer, is this like asking the proverbial choose between your children? Ask which <laughs> one's favorite? Sure. Oh man, that's a tough list. I mean, the first name that pops in my head is Tchaikovsky. He's just so much fun, such great melodies, such, you know, gorgeous harmonies and everything's fun and just, uh, just fully fleshed out. Love it. Yeah. But it's a long list and I don't want to mm. eat up the whole hour. Where, where does Vivaldi fall? You know, um, and fall being a little bit of a, uh, you know, pun. So you know, actually, okay. You'll like this. So the opening movement of his fall concerto from four seasons mm -hmm. was the, uh, recessional when Laura and I got married. Oh, yeah, so wonderful. Yeah. So, yes. he, so he, he cracked, you know, <laughs> top whatever number just for that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah is he a I, favorite of yours? Yes, he is. Yeah. Uh, in my, uh, let's see, I think it was a junior in college, junior year, uh, mm -hmm. in a music class music appreciation and uh had to write an essay on four seasons so sure yeah yeah just uh, absolutely love that and the winter that just kills yeah. me yeah just that opening movement of winter just kills right me. well yeah. the opening movement around winter here has kind of killed a lot of people too <laughs> but we've had but uh, you're about to warm it up then on uh saturday because that's a saturday right February yes. 4th? yes 7 p.m correct excellent so i can't make it because i do work saturdays but until four but so I, I will be there. Then. We will have you there. Super. Thank I you. I don't know if I'll have bells on my toes, but at least at Pompler's Music, they probably do have some bells. <laughs> I we bet can, they have bells for sale. We, we yeah. could probably buy them, can't we? <laughs> what got you into uh, playing strings? Uh, my better half, Laura, pretty much. Yeah, so Laura, the right. cellist. Um, so we met in college, and I was her accompanist. And um, then, you know, uh, we became each other's significant others. Right. So, yeah, it's just been, you know, wonderful in my life you know, in a macro sense, of course, but then in a you know, uh -huh. musical sense to kind of like delve into that type of thing. So you find things that bring you together and that sort of music is one of the things that brings us together. What about disagreements? Hmm? Who oh, wins those? I, no such thing. I have no, no idea what you're talking thing. about. Yeah. <laughs> you play the same card I do. <laughs> it's not that big a deal. We move on. <laughs> well, best words, happy wife, happy life. It's yeah, good advice. There, that's, that's for sure. No doubt about it. Yeah. So what do you look for when you're choosing something for a concert? Oh, that's a good question. You have such good questions. I'm, I, I was try. Like, I was, I was like, what is he Normally gonna, I only get know. one in per interview. I'm up to two. Okay. <laughs> that's a good question. Um, it oftentimes is kind of a Venn diagram of who do we have that's around that wants to play? Where does it kind of fit in a program? And also, is it something that we've heard on the radio before or something that, you know, you, just, you had to do an essay on right. back in the day or you heard about so-and-so? Um, yeah, so it's kind of just trying to mesh all those things at once. All right, yeah. so your full-time job is at the Washington Pavilion. Yep. So obviously, you're going to see all of the things that come through that door. Uh, in terms of uh, press for what uh, South Dakota Symphony is going to be mm -hmm. doing, you you see all that, and do you sit there sometimes and 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 look at those and go, got to keep that one in mind? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it's kind of fun to just like thumb through and see what concerts are coming up and see what artists are coming through, and you're like, oh, I wonder what they're going to be playing. Yeah, that kind of thing. Now, do you divide this? You know, most of us would think of this as quote unquote classical music. Sure. Uh, are there subcategories to that? Um, can you specify that question? Well, you know, okay, when yeah. we think of rock and roll, yeah. you know, we, we can think of the uh, original rock and roll, we can think of southern rock, we can mm -hmm. think of country rock, mm -hmm. different things along that that might all fit into more of a larger time frame, yeah. like classical music sure. does. But when we get to classical music, is there a such and such era and, and so forth? Yeah, okay, so if you're going to be a novice and you walk into like music history 101 right they'll probably tell you about four main eras and so they'll call it the baroque era so that's kind of like your friend vivaldi in right. that era um and then they'll hit up the classical era so that's kind of like haydn mozart beethoven okay so that's like roughly 1750 to 1800 and then they'll talk about the romantics so that's kind of where we're digging in mostly on this program so that's roughly 
1800-ish to about 1900, and then they'll call it like the 20th century or the modern era, so 1900 on. But all mm -hmm. those, I'm sure if you get you know a couple of music history professors, they <laughs> will just rake me over the coals yeah. for like, Brett, no, that is, no. <laughs> but, you know, and then you get genres within there, and but... So kind of four main eras. Yeah. Is there a particular one that you enjoy most? Um, I'm probably, a, oh, I don't know. I like them all because yeah. they all have different things to offer. And like mm -hmm. you wouldn't want to necessarily play, you know, although they do play the four seasons at a concert because it programs well. But like you wouldn't want to play like, you know, all the um, you wouldn't necessarily want to play like, oh, I'm trying to think of you wouldn't want to play all of the. Haydn string quartets all back to back to back mm -hmm. to back in a single program or something like that. Although some people do, they do it in like a series. And again, someone may have just said, Brett, come on, playing all the Haydn quartets in a cycle is great, you know, but we kind of like variety. We like to sort of mix it up. Right. As an appreciator of the uh, music overall, but uh, most specifically the string music then, mm -hmm. do you ever want to dabble in being a composer? Oh, I have just a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Um, I wrote a sonata for Laura and I, a little cello and piano mm -hmm. thing, and we'll maybe one of these days try it out. And then um, this was fun. I recently um, penned something for one of her school ensembles to play. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. So um, it's uh, this, this is fun. So in the um, student orchestra literature world, they oftentimes will throw in cool titles and they'll kind of make sure they're like the pieces are really fun and upbeat and they maybe they might they might throw in the word dragon or they might throw in the word fire or the word pirates or something in the title just so the the seventh graders go oh cool we're gonna play such and such and so <laughs> we're gonna be on game of thrones exactly so there was there's this kind of running gag that for one of laura's concerts inadvertently all of her middle school groups had some piece in their set that all had the word dragon in it or or it had oh the word my. fire in it yeah and one of her students said you know what they should just have some piece called dragon fire and then just be done with it so we don't have to like worry about all these combos anymore so i wrote a piece called dragon, dragon fire. fire yeah okay so, give us an idea of what it's like oh um it's kind of it's kind of a little uh a tone poem is what they call it in music history when it's kind of a piece that tells a story. Mm -hmm. So it's like really, 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 really loosely based on kind of the um, Smaug dragon tale from The Hobbit with Bart okay. the Bowman. I don't know how much of that story you're familiar with. A little bit yeah. of Hobbit stuff, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's Enough to get by. Yeah, yeah, it's basically like... I'm not going to win a trivia contest with it. <laughs> You're good. Um, you know, the dragon, and then like the hero slays the dragon, the townspeople, mm -hmm. you know, celebrate kind of thing. Really loose, but yeah. Oh, yeah. So that was a long and, and answer when, to when can we hear this? Do we have to go to one be, of her schools? Yeah, that's going to be at the Patrick Henry Middle School Orchestra concert. And I don't even know what day in the spring that is. But, but it is coming up. This but spring. her students are working on it. They're having a good time. They're good sports right, for trying. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I will have to see if I can take that. In, that's for sure. <laughs> what has been the most surprising thing for you since you started the White Spruce Chamber Players? I am surprised by how many people... Um, not necessarily audience members, but like fellow musicians are excited about wanting to team up with us for stuff. Excellent. I think, um, I'm not sure of a compare. Okay. So like, you know, folks go through, you know, like their high school football team or their high school basketball mm -hmm. team or high school swimming team. And then like they get really good at what they do. And then it's kind of like when they hit adulthood, they're kind of like, shoot, now what do I do? Right. And, you know, in, in a music sense, a lot of folks will go through high school and collegiate training or whatever. And they might, you know, get to play in a big orchestra or the, you know, sing in a community choir or a professional choir community, you know, you know, like you think of like the Muni band and all the professional musicians that play there, you get that big group thing, but it's, it's really hard to coordinate getting a small group together mm -hmm. to do the kind of music that we do. And it, it's a lot of treasures and gems for every instrument when all these different combinations. And so so-and-so who plays the clarinet is just like, oh, I'd love to play this piece by so-and-so, or someone who plays the French horn, oh, I'd love to play this piece by so-and-so, but it's kind of hard to get it coordinated. Yeah. So it's kind of fun to sort of be that vehicle to get those kind of bucket list things to come true. For right, people. so how many times have you had to uh, bill it as with special guest? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we're trying to do that more and more. So yeah, um, in the fall, hopefully I'll hit you up later in the summer we've got oh i'm i'm sure that you will have the opportunity to be back on yeah, the show i appreciate I, that I just you know since there's a new one that comes out every thursday we we have a few but uh, <laughs> i will be back if you yeah. keep on inviting um yeah so like we're gonna be working on a piece that has a french horn part and a clarinet part mm. along with strings and piano which you don't see or hear much but it's kind of cool that mm -hmm. 
kind of answers your earlier question of like, how do you pick stuff? Sometimes right. you've got friends that are really great at playing these instruments and you can bring them together. Yeah. How many have said, uh, hey, Brett, uh, can I play? A, a good Most handful. Of, yeah. Okay. So we're trying to like get folks in the fold and try yeah. to try to make it happen. So. Uh, what do you hope to see out of this group down the line? Um, I would oh, that's a good question. I think we're trying to sort of get ourselves sort of playing concerts peppered in and around the area. So ah. not necessarily for like our own right. glory or ego satisfaction, but just like just to be able to bring arts to it. Just, just bring it all over the place. So we've um, played in a handful of communities in and around Sioux Falls. So actually we're playing in Sioux Falls on February 4. And then we're going to be in Brookings doing the same program at their first Lutheran Church Sunday the 5th at 2 in the afternoon. So Excellent. First time we've been up to Brookings. So we're going to uh -huh. go See, up that you're, way. You're branching out. Yeah, and, branch uh, out, I think. Now, does that put pressure on you when you go to a place like uh, Brookings where they have a, a pretty good music program? Oh, every place you always <laughs> want to do your best, yeah. <laughs> How did you learn uh, to be a good musician? You know, a lot of people will learn to play a particular instrument. But what does it take to know that you've gone above the average? Oh, I don't think I'm there yet, but that's sweet. Really? I think so. Yeah, um, I mean, I think knowing that you're never quite there. I mean, it's like like those oh i'm really bad at math but like you know you get those functions and they don't quite right. hit the line but they're almost hitting the yeah. line it's kind of like that yeah okay um i feel like there was there, there was a really famous cellist his name was pablo casals and he at, at, for a long time the cello was kind of relegated to sort of like a second tier instrument mm -hmm. in the orchestra the violin was always the star and the cello was kind of like whatever <laughs> but pablo casals really made the cello a standout instrument and i think he famously kept on playing until a very, very, very old age. And he was like in his 90s or something. I could be way off on the number, but someone said, Mr. Casals, why are you still practicing at the age of such and such large number? He says, oh, because I'm finally starting to get the hang of it. <laughs> so. if, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, Doc Severinsen, like six hours a day yet. Yeah. 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 And that yeah, just... and he's been amazing for decades. And no doubt. Has, yeah, I think still keep at it. Yeah. 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 Who would you want to play with? In a, in a big, uh, you know, if somebody were coming to town and they needed you and your skills. Oh, that's a big question. Who would it be? I have, I don't know if I have like that wish list person. Uh -huh. I think it might be, I think it just, I don't know. I wish I had a better answer for that. Yeah. I well, think well, I like making... think on it for next yeah. time when you come back and there fall we go. Then. There we yeah. go. I just like making the music with the people that I know already. Yeah. So, and, yeah. and that uh, tends to be uh, a thing. What do you appreciate about uh, what music does for an audience? It's, um, it's surprising how much it means to people. There was one concert we played where a friend had sort of twisted this person's arm into going to one of our performances. And this person was like, all right, I'm not really feeling it. But okay, fine. I'll, I'll, you, you twisted my arm. I'll, I'll all right. go. And whatever piece we played, if there was just something that the composer wrote down, or we happened to just, I played just the right number of right notes at the right time. It just kind of like, and this person was so candid to say like, man, I was feeling pretty low. And like, thanks to you, it just kind of the skies opened up and things brightened up. And wow, that really meant something, you know, so sometimes you kind of think like, oh, OK, it's all pleasant what we're doing, but actually can right. really turn things around every now and then. Yeah, you know, and, and I'm going to bring up a, a little sidebar to a little a personal story of my own from many years back. Mm -hmm. uh, I was a professional clown for a while uh, and uh, I went over to the rest home in uh, Edgerton, Minnesota, or one okay. of those small towns yep. in uh, Minnesota, and uh, it was interesting because uh, the the place that I went, the entire staff dressed up with red noses, cool, and said we want to make it you know fun for you too. Well, they were having a carnival day, so here's all these elderly people. Well, one of the you know gags that a lot of clowns will do is they'll put. Um, a squeaker in their glove and then they'll hand out a sticker and say it's a magic sticker because if you press him right here on the nose squeak mm -hmm. and you know most people look down and look up, up you know and they'll get the gag and uh things along that line well here is this one lady in a wheelchair one time and uh she was uh, sitting there and showing no emotion at all so i do that she looks down at the sticker she looks back up at me and she says 
we'll all be damned. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that was kind of fun in and of itself. But then when I was leaving and saying goodbye, I feel this tug on my arm, and it's this lady, and she says, thank you for a wonderful day of entertainment. And prior to that, I had thought maybe she was getting the least out of anybody mm. that was there, and she probably got the most. So uh, any time that, you know, emotion gets evoked uh, in whatever the art is that you're performing or providing, mm-hmm. it, it's always worth it. And, you know, never think that it's not. I, I feel for the people that uh, go, oh, arts and so forth. No, man, you're, you're missing it because they don't realize the different things that are artful that they already appreciate. Yes. <laughs> so uh, get out there and do whatever you can, and you guys do. Uh, so you, you talked a little bit about, uh, you know, you're, you're coming up with uh, February 4th in Sioux Falls. Yep. And then you're going up to Brookings and play at the uh, First Lutheran Church up there. Yep. Correct? Uh, and so those would be some uh, nice things for you. But uh, what's the biggest hall you've ever played? The biggest hall I've ever played. I can speak for Laura. This was really cool for her. I wasn't um, around for this, but when she was in college, she went to Luther College in Decorah, Iowa. Mm-hmm. And their orchestra um, does a residency in Vienna, Austria once every four years. Oh, they get wow. to, So I think like the... I think like the band and jazz band from Augustana are in Spain right now. Yeah, so it's kind of like yep, saw that. The, so it's kind of like the orchestra equivalent of that. So yeah. the, so the Luther Orchestra gets to go to Vienna every four years, and so she got to play um, at the Vienna Concert House, and so like that's you know I mean if you're talking about like get into the <laughs> place where all the famous names did all their stuff, you know it's just like you know Beethoven and Brahms and all those guys were hanging out in Vienna doing their thing, and so she got to play in the same concert hall there. You know, we're like, you know, and I think her director at the time was like, oh, man, such and such famous conductor. I get to share the same dressing room, you know, that kind of thing. So I'll speak. I'll, I'll give Laura the props on that one. So okay. She got to play the Vienna Concert House. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like I know that, uh, you know, Jeremy Hag, yep. they play down in Omaha quite, quite often. And mm-hmm. there's one particular hall down there that, you know, some of the greats tinkled on the piano there. And I don't mean that in the wrong way. <laughs> meant they tinkled the ivories. <laughs> Tickled, 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 tickled. <laughs> edit that out. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And uh, so let's talk a little bit about your job at the pavilion as yeah. well, since we got you here solo this time. Uh, so tell us what the actual title is and then what does it mean? Yeah. Uh, the official title is Senior Development Associate and Volunteer Coordinator. So okay. Volunteer Coordinator, I can kind of understand. Right. The Senior yeah. Development Associate is a cool title that means I'm the grant writer for the Development Fundraising mm. Office. Yeah. What's the um, average time you spend on writing a grant? That is a question I can't answer because it's every single one is different. All the requirements are different. Mm -hmm. And like, I'll know that such and such comes with a lot of reporting and regulations and, you know, uh, receipts and stuff and such and such other one. They just want a picture of whatever it is that we did. So they're all different is the short answer. Okay. Well, because I've always wondered about that. It's like, you know. How do people get these grants? And, uh, you know, first of all, how do they even find where to get them? Yeah. And uh, do you have to do a lot of uh, background research and a lot of digging on the Internet? or Some, yeah. There's always more to be done, more to explore. Luckily, I'm not the first person to be in that role. So I have my predecessors who mm-hmm. have reached out to organizations before. And it's a lot of um, you establish relationships with organizations and then they're happy and not surprised to see you year after year. Yeah. But, but it's always good to check in to make sure True. that, you know, the projects and programs you have yeah. are in line with their values and, and uh, their goals as well. All right. Well, we're yeah. certainly glad that uh, not only are you at a, uh, a facility that uh, provides arts and entertainment to the Sioux Empire with the Washington Pavilion, but that you're out being a part of it and uh, sharing your gifts as well. Uh, and uh, so here comes those uh, miraculous questions that we end every uh, conversation with. Yep. Question number one, when you're not part of the arts and entertainment scene, participating in it, what do you like to be entertained by? Yeah, I was think I was listening to your program the other day when you had Nate Holtz on. I was like, yeah. <laughs> he might ask me this, I should be ready. So I was thinking... Um, Last time we were fortunate to be here, I forgot to mention that we've got some great record stores in town. I love going to oh, Crosstown yeah. and Total Drag. And yep. so, yep. So yeah. I got to give a shout out to those fine places, hit them up. And then uh, um, 
Laura and I, we got some, okay, so if you want to point fingers at why we have so much snow this year, I think Laura and I might be at fault because a year ago at Christmas, mm -hmm. my mother-in-law gave us a pair of snow, gave us each a pair of snowshoes, and we said, oh, this would be great, you know, six inches on the ground, piece of cake, we'll do it. Right. And we never didn't didn't hardly get any snow last year and we said oh geez what a what a waste we got these cool shoes and we can't do anything maybe it'll snow more next year and then we can actually go snowshoeing Ooh, well and there we go <laughs> yeah you you got that part yes down. so See, we've been now, doing some snowshoeing we just bought a snowblower yeah so we're hoping that it's a very large insurance policy that now it won't snow the rest yeah. of the year <laughs> any other hobbies uh we learned how to play cribbage last summer, which is wonderful. Yeah. Come on over to the house sometime. Yeah. Yeah. See yeah. if you can beat my wife at that. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, when I was a kid, my dad and grandma used to play cribbage, and yep. I never learned, but I could kind of like remember grasp all, part of it. The, the lingo. Of yeah. 52, Most, 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, Hopefully, one of these days, you'll get a 29. Yes, someday. Yeah, someday. Laura had a 24 once. I forget. Ooh. It was a bunch of six, fives, and fours and stuff. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. Right. Yeah, well, you'll, yeah. you'll have to come over, and we'll, we'll have a little mini tourney. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Brett Cooper, it's always a pleasure. Once again, just to give us the, uh, the dates and the times that you have coming up for February yes, thank uh, you, thank 4th you. and 5th. Um, so we are going to be at Poplar's Music at 1119 West 41st. So that's West 41st Street uh, by Grange near Costco. So that's going to be Saturday, February 4. Um, doors open at 630. If you want to, I think Matt, who's our host over there, he, if you want to RSVP, you can email him at mattw at poplarsmusic.com or call him at 605-961-3929. So that, and then we'll also be at First Lutheran Church in Brookings on Sunday, February 5 at 2 in the afternoon. All right. Appreciate it. Thanks again, Brett. Thank you, Dave. And uh, we'll be back with more of the Dave Holly Hour in just a moment. Helping women feel empowered and confident is what Posh Boutique at the Bridges at 57th does while supplying high-quality clothing that fits your lifestyle, personality, and price point. Whether you want comfy and cozy, casual attire, or something for a special occasion, Posh provides quality, selection, and value. They carry sizes extra small to 3X and have something appropriate for any age. Feel empowered and get confident. Posh Boutique at the Bridges at 57th. Dr. Perry Langston and Dr. Corey Tooney know excellence is in you. That's why they provide you with excellent care at XL Chiropractic, improving your overall health in spirit, body, mind, and will. Get results the natural way. Arrange a consultation, 605-332-9235 or xlchiros.com. Excellent care for excellent people. XL Chiropractic, located at 4309 South Racket Drive in Sioux Falls. Support the Dave Holly Hour in a very easy way. Buy Dave a cup of coffee by clicking the cup in the lower left corner of www.davehollyhour.com. Welcome back, everybody. Oh, yes, it's always a pleasure to talk about Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment. We take a little bit different twist on it today, though, as we bring in the very entertaining Thor and Duda from the Dakota News Now morning team, meteorologist Aaron Doudna and anchor Eric Thorstenson. You, you both have nicknames. Yeah, I've, I've gone by Thor for a long time. Yeah, I you why. have. I should, you know, I just, it, it well, coming from I think sports. it resonates with people. I have people remember yeah. Thor. Yeah. I now, I, I know that the TV show is actually on a different network, the only network in. Sioux Falls, you guys aren't on. Mm -hmm. uh, do you watch the TV show Ghosts? Have you I, seen I, it? I haven't. You haven't? There's My mom a, likes to watch that show. That's, that, there's a character named Thor. Mm -hmm. The old Viking. So every yeah. time that they say Thor, it's like, oh, my God, am I watching the morning show again? Yeah, no. No, I have that one. Well, of course, the Marvel characters. Yeah. I, I haven't yeah. watched any of those either. <laughs> you refer to Doubting on that. I mean, you're, you're both tall and you're both uh, Norse. So yeah. Some yeah. It works. Yeah. And, you know, you got the morning voice now mm -hmm. after all those years yeah. of being on late night and, uh, 
you even ordered a coffee today. I, I didn't drink coffee until I started this. Yeah. Because I, uh, I never watched the morning show until I started anchoring the morning <laughs> show. But because I wasn't up, of course, no. at that time. But yeah, I never really, I was a, a Diet Coke in the afternoon yeah. guy. But now you just kind of get that cup of coffee, kind of gets you going. You know. Yeah, you, very much you so. You're on morning radio. Yeah. Probably, it's the first thing I do when I get in. <laughs> exactly. You know. I would love kick. to be in morning. Well, no. I don't want to say that because I don't want to be in morning radio anymore because radio is not what it used to be. But back then, if we would have had Keurig and, and all those things, mm-hmm. now would be great to be starting your morning off and just push. Because I know many a times when I was blurry-eyed mm-hmm. and putting the water in, didn't realize somebody had already put the water in the night before. <laughs> and so I hit start, and uh, we have a flood. Yeah. yeah. So no uh, fun that way. See, I only do the, the Keurig. That's my only experience of coffee. Today I ordered a coffee here at the source. I never come to these places and actually get a real cup of coffee, <laughs> which should be probably better than the Keurig coffee at the station. Keurig's, Even Keurig's that's good. pretty good, though. I do Keurig's like it. pretty good. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, Aaron, you are a Mountain Dew guy, aren't you? Yeah, I, I don't I don't like coffee. I've slammed uh, at least one 52-ounce Dew already this morning, <laughs> and I downed half a bottle on the way over here, too, so I get caffeine other ways. Okay, now I am curious because, uh, you know, uh, my wife and I are very, very good, faithful followers of Dakota News Now. Good. Okay. Good to hear. Yeah. In fact, we have lights throughout our house named after all of you and so forth. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. And uh, but what is that I'm true? Amazed, is that true? It, it really is. is yeah. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. And uh, so when it comes to you, you know, so we're aware that uh, you like to, I, I mean, bowling, you do have your bowling. Yes, sir. But beyond that, you like to sit around. You like to have frozen pizzas. I do. And, uh, you know, all sorts of bad things. And you are what a buck sixty-five? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How did how did it happen? Do you have the world's greatest metabolism? You know, I think so. Like we've we've talked about that before um, on other radio programs and other shows. We just talked about that in general. And I've gotten to a point where I have noticed that it has slowed down. And so I've had to kind of like I've had more salads probably already within the past you know six months than I had in the previous. 32 years of living so <laughs> I'm, I'm starting to try to eat a little better but at the same time uh, i i still love my frozen pizzas i still love my pizza rolls i'm, I'm still going to chow down on those okay frozen pizza what's the go-to brand uh usually it's just the totinos those little like dollar 50 oh, yeah. ones the ones that are yeah. square and in the red package yeah i love those for whatever reason all right uh so thor when it comes to your dietary habits uh, having to get up early switching mm-hmm. from diet coke to uh having coffee uh, any go-to for snack? Well, you know, I don't, in the morning, I don't, I still eat on a similar schedule that I always have. Okay. I don't eat breakfast at 3 in the morning. Yeah. 2.30 in the morning. I just have that I coffee. could never do it either. Yeah, I don't snack. Like, like Alexandra, our co-anchor, she, she'll snack, you know, oh, yeah, during the show. <laughs> I mean, she'll, she'll, like, be, run out there, have a bite of her sandwich, eat yeah. a little apple, and then, like, come back in. But she'll have, like, a ham sandwich yeah. at, at 5.30 in the morning. Wow. To me, I... Uh, a ham sandwich just doesn't sound appealing at that no. time. I like ham sandwiches, but not at that time in the morning <laughs> or a bag of chips or something. So I, I pretty much still eat in the right. I go home and have a bowl of cereal, yeah. take the kid, I'm, you know, get the kids to school. I'm still involved in, you know, get, driving kids to school. I can still do that. And then I eat lunch after work and dinner at normal. T- it's pretty similar. Yeah. Uh, what, was that part of the reason for you going to the morning show? What's that? Oh, the t- fact that you, you, you know, know, with your kids, you know, still it, being around. It, it played a big role. Obviously, we merged with KDLT right. and just the way things played out, they, they kind of presented the opportunity to me. I was ready for a change. I'd worked mm-hmm. nights for so long, doing sports for so long. And, and you know, it's sports, you're on the go. You know, you're True. shooting games. You're, yeah. And yeah, I did. I missed things at night or I was in and I had to get out of there because I had to get back and do the tent. I don't have to do that anymore, yeah. which is which is nice. I can get to things if I need to or. You know, I, uh, I there are no conflicts there. I can, you know, you know, you're done every day by noon, which is nice, and and that's been a that's been a plus, a Excellent. big time yeah. plus, you know. Uh, and you mentioned uh, Alexandra is uh, not here; uh, she no. happens to be out uh, for a few days yet, but uh, was really kind of looking forward to having her. Now, here's what's uh, interesting about this show, this particular episode, is the fact that the last time we had the morning show on, mm-hmm. Aaron Doudna was here along with Vanessa Gomez, Eric Thorstensen was ill I, that, that day. I, I was yep. honestly sick that yeah. day, which I, 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 not to like pat myself on the back, but I don't call in, I don't call in sick that, it's like you don't either, Aaron. You're, yeah, yeah. we're always there. hard time, we've been there three years. I don't know if 
you've called in sick. Why not call once, at all no. my three years yeah. together? But if I if I call in sick, I'm I'm sick. <laughs> I'm feeling bad. So I was I felt bad. I wasn't here that day. I was well, sick. I, I was I honestly sick. Yeah, when I call in sick, it usually means it's a day that ends in Y. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> got, got a few extra things to do. You know what? I'm just calling it today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. So how has the dynamic changed with Alexandra being here now over a year? It's been good. I mean, I, I was going to say one thing where why she she has a very good reason to not be here. Yes. She, she went home to Pittsburgh because her mom was sworn in as the first uh, female Supreme Court justice or chief, ju- justice, chief, chief, chief justice, justice of Pennsylvania. Wow. So she spoke at. Uh, her ceremony on Friday, and the governor was there. Oh. No big deal there, and and so she is. Uh, she's back home. Yeah, that's pretty very, big deal for her. Their very family. legitimate reason, no doubt about <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, so uh, as these uh, morning shows progress, uh, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm I'm also a huge fan of the Today Show, so I've been watching that most of my life, and uh, you see patterns, and now everything's become a little bit more entertaining. Uh, you, especially coming from sports, sports already kind of had that element. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a lot mm-hmm. of entertainment, you know, nicknames and different things and, you know, the way that you can say and takes it to the house mm-hmm. for a touchdown, something along that line. Um, how did you transpire and or transgress? Let's find the right word here. Mm-hmm. How did you move from that into the news part and, and find the entertainment value coming along? The thing I've found that has been really nice with the morning show is you're just more loose on time. Like even when you did sports, you had your three minutes right. or your four minutes and you wanted to get through it all. What you wanted to get, you know, or you knew what you wanted to get through. I mean, sometimes you, there wasn't a lot of time on the end. We get to the end of the show. There wasn't a lot of time to talk. It was like, <laughs> good night. The morning show gives you room to breathe. Yeah, it, it does. I mean, you're on for two hours. You know, I mean, to an extent, we don't, you know, eventually you got to cut it off and move on to what's next. But it's, it's, it's given you, I, I think it's, I, I, I just like that I don't, you don't feel confined to one thing. You know, like in sports, you were obviously just doing sports. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you, you were, you had to stick to that time and you were out there for four minutes. Yeah. Now you're on for two hours. You're on for two hours. I've, I've, I've enjoyed that switch. Well, and what I've enjoyed about you being on there now is the fact that we do get a little bit of sports yeah, uh, in the morning as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just mm-hmm. to catch up uh, and so forth. Uh, so that's a nice change. I, I always like mm-hmm. that. And, of course, uh, uh, Aaron, we talked about this the last time you were on, the question of the day. Yes. Yes. And, and uh, I, I get a kick out of that. You know, I, I don't go, oh, you know, I'm not, I'm an old news person from years back, but I don't get curmudgeon about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's not like, they shouldn't have that on a morning show. I actually enjoy it. I think it's cute and so forth. But what I love about it is you guys don't know the answer. Correct. No. Correct? No. All right. I think it's a great little test in psychology because you guys will have a statement that says 43% of Americans haven't done this in nine years or something. Mm-hmm. And I think everybody that's watching that is going, Oh, 43%. They're forgetting that's not a majority. Nope. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. everybody's trying to think of, you know, obvious answers and so forth. Mm-hmm. What's been one of your uh, favorites, uh, you know, that has come along that you were like, wow, never thought of that? The question of the day. Well, sometimes yeah. the answer is ridiculous. Like, yeah, sometimes yeah. the answer, because um, well, we had one recently where it was like a very small amount of people. It was like one in five or one in, not, not even one in five, probably like, I, I can't remember. It was a very small percentage of people under the age of 35 yeah. don't know how to do this. And so, you know, we're thinking like drive a manual transmission right. or yeah. write a check or something like that. The answer was how to tell time on an analog <laughs> clock, yeah, which makes no sense. And I'm just like, how? Like, because I'm technically part of that question because yeah. I'm, I'm under yeah. the age of 35. Yeah. I'm like, how do people not know how to read an analog clock? Mm-hmm. It just like that's just absolutely ridiculous. Incredible, to me. huh? Yeah, <laughs> I, I have. There's a generational difference I've found, obviously, but that that <laughs> yeah. seemed that, that that seemed ridiculous. Yeah. Like, well, I, I I compare this like, well, you should know the clock. I mean, even yeah. my kids, I hope know how to tell yeah. the time on a regular clock. <laughs> but I, I remember pulling it, well, videotape to to fill up some file video on a you know tape. Right. It was one of our young reporters was back there. They didn't know. It hit rewind or what, you put this in. What do you do now? Oh, they, wow. Is it, they've never edited or yeah. editing on tape. It's all, 
you know. Well, I I, I think of that linear. I, before I ended up uh, becoming a broadcaster, my dream when I was fourteen and fifteen was to be a photographer, mm-hmm. and I actually had my own dark room, mm-hmm. and. Mm-hmm. Most people don't know what the hell a oh, dark yeah. room is now. I, you did, well, yeah, I developed you, my pictures. You'd put it in the yeah, in the pool liquid, of water. Yeah, <laughs> liquid, <laughs> move it around. Oh, yeah, well, that looks Flip nice. Flip it up, hang it up. Yeah, mm-hmm. oh, I know it. And uh, so many of them. Oh, yeah, dark room. Uh, isn't that an Adobe? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. I mean, just something as simple as that. Yeah. Uh, 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 a, a tape that you oh, used to. Oh, exactly. Up to 10 years ago, that's. You know, we were bringing in when you were, every newscast you brought in, the editor brought in a stack of tapes yeah. with labels on them. You put them in order, and the director would play one after the other. You know, you had to be in the right order. And, exactly. And, you yeah. know, but not, that, none of that anymore. Well, in fact, you guys don't even have like a, anybody on the stage with you anymore, correct? All the all the cameras are uh, for for the most part, yeah. Uh, because you know, back in the day, especially like over at the old building, you know, we would have one, two, three people behind the scenes running all the cameras mm-hmm. that were there. Uh, anymore, all the cameras are robotic. We have only one other person that's in the studio with the three of us at a time, and that's the person scrolling the prompter. So that way, Thor and Alexandra can. Yeah. Read your stories, but even there, you have a pedal underneath that yeah, we could do it ourselves. Right. That's not my contract. There's <laughs> <laughs> no, a little too tall for that. He claims. Get my knee <laughs> to the desk. You yeah. need a writer on that. Huh? <laughs> yeah. So, so what do you have in your dressing room then? Well, we, yeah. well, we do it. We do have a dressing room, but it's amazing how sometimes people say that they'll ask you. And you probably get asked this too. Doubt is. Do, does someone do your makeup? <laughs> this is this beauty is all natural, yeah. baby. There's no one there at five thirty in the morning on the Today Show and Good Morning America. Oh yeah, I'm sure there are people there. They're makeup there for people. an hour, probably yeah, yeah, sitting in the chair. Yeah. Not us. No, we're we're doing it ourselves. <laughs> all right, uh, and you know, as we uh, talk about everything, we're having a lot of fun so forth. But news is obviously serious, especially when you've got stories like everything happening in Ukraine, or we talk about debt ceiling and so forth. But um, do you also sit there sometimes? when it's a, a big news day and then all of a sudden you get one of the fluff entertainment pieces coming in and kind of go ah, a, yeah, little, yeah. a little breath yeah 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 i think so it's, i mean that, that, those are the good conversation pieces we don't come out of, and have a lot of side banner about what's going on in ukraine right yeah. like you know. we can have a story about space or movies or mm-hmm. you know box Na- office or Na- something like national that. national pie day yeah national yeah. days and that gives yeah. us a chance to kind of like breathe and relax and just kind of yeah. You know, t- take it down. That's that's the nice thing I like about like the morning show is I feel like it's not you know as serious as the evenings no. all the time. There's right. there's time for us to have a little banter. There's time for us to joke a little bit, show like a little more personality, so to say, and, mm-hmm. and just make things a little more enjoyable in the mornings. Mm-hmm. What have you enjoyed about working with each other? Well, I've, I mean, I knew Aaron before because yeah. we worked in the same, but not well, you know, because we didn't work together. I that like often. worked in the evening for Phil yeah, or something yeah, like that. Phil yeah, like that. No, it's been good to get to know, you know, different personalities. You know, I, I it took a while to figure out Aaron, but now I've figured him out. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he claims. <laughs> and, and you know, and of course, and, and Vanessa was great, and Alexandra has been great. You know, t- like anything, anything with a new person, it takes right. a little while. And she's been here over a little over a year now, yep. but. Yeah, I just think we all mesh well. And and, uh, and now you have another new person, Elle DeCow, that's uh, on the yes, show. Yes, yep, our uh, new morning reporter. Yeah. Yep, she just started. We've had a, obviously, the, you have a little turnover in that position. Yeah. And, you know, people want to stay on that. <laughs> you know, get, people you don't know. like waking up at <laughs> oh, dark 30. Yeah, yeah. Hey, true. And she's out in the element, they're out in the elements, but she's doing a good job. I mean, she's young, I mean, she's a young girl, just not, I mean, not far out of college or yeah. You know, and so she's she's doing a great job. I mean, for her first job in school, out of school. So. Yeah. She's still actually in school. She's taking yep. courses online. Oh, excellent. Yeah. yeah. So, so she's uh, working while she's yep. working. Yeah. Good so for her. She's, yeah. I think she's, for as little experience, as young as she is, she's doing a great job. Yeah, she has. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she really yeah. has been uh, enjoyable to watch that because, you know, like you said, there is a lot of turnover in that particular position. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, you know, everybody's working for something. And Thor, what was your break? When I started, when, like when started. I started in this business, yeah. well, I when I finished at USD, I had interned at KTIB and the NBC in Sioux City, Channel Four. Yep. And I, um, Dave Nixon, still there at that time. He, he, his son was my news director, Dave Nixon, Nixon Jr. Jr. Yeah, I he had that. already. I know Dave passed passed yeah. last week. 
he was a guy I grew up watching. Yeah, I, I grew up it. in Sioux City, so yeah. just like you grew up in Rock Rapids, yeah. that was you know he was, was the, the anchor, yeah, exactly. You know for for, for Sioux Signal City Hill, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. And so I, when I got done with, because I'd interned there and I, I was just getting done with school, there's a new sports reporter position open there. It didn't didn't hurt that my dad was good friends with the general manager <laughs> to get my tape to the front of right, and, and that got me in the door and. I worked in Sioux City at KTIV for three years doing news and sports. And I think it helped doing news. I didn't just start in sports. Right. I, you learn a lot doing news, too. You know, I mean, covering school board meetings or city council aren't fun <laughs> yeah. really all, all the time. But I learned a lot doing all sorts of different things besides sports, which I think helped me. I wanted to do sports full time. But that helped me those three years of, of doing news. You know, so. Well, I, I think at least, you know, in my experience, having been in news and a little bit, you know, in sports, but radio sports and mm-hmm. TV, uh, just the fact that the writing element that you learn yeah. in how to write news and so forth. And it yeah. helped. Doing radio helped. I worked at WNAX in Yankton when I was in co- my oh, last year at college. Stick, You're huh? a big friend in the Midwest. Yeah. Yes. I'd go there and do weekends. And that, then you're on, you're, you know, a yeah. six-hour shift playing records and CDs. Uh, One of my first uh, internships was at uh, KSCJ in Sioux City. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dick Michaels was the uh, news director then. Dick and Randy. Yeah, Dick and Randy. Was Woody Gottberg there? Uh, No. No. Uh, But uh, it was uh, interesting because here's how much I wanted to get into radio. I had to work from 6 p.m. till midnight Saturday night. Mm Mm-hmm. And sign on the station at 6 a.m. So I slept at the station, and it was back when the AP was still truly a wire. Mm-hmm. So all night long, you're falling asleep to tear it off sheets. Yeah, you know, using the trowel to rip it properly and so forth before all this modern technology came along. And oh, just print what story you want. Aaron, what about for you? What was the big break? Um, let's see. So I finished college, um, spring of 2013 and just applied for basically every meteorological position I could find. And eventually I ended up getting a phone call from Sean Cable, who was the morning guy previously here Mm -hmm. at uh, KSFY and talked with him a little bit. And he knew the guy in Wichita that I interned under and the guy in Kansas city that I interned under. And then that, Brought me up the chain to our news director, Kevin King. And then I just, you know, interviewed really well with them. It was it was only for a weather producer position. So I was the guy in the mornings making the graphics for Sean. So that okay. way he could also focus on reading news while doing the weather. I was just the guy who made sure that all of his weather stuff was all finished, all made, and all ready to go. And then eventually that turned into a weekend gig over there at KSFY. And then I'd fill in for Sean and Phil whenever they wanted to take time off. Then I was, I was out of the industry for like 18 months and then over at KDLT got hired as the morning guy. And then it's just, you know, kind of the merger happened. And now I'm back over here in this building that we were in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did you originally want to be just a meteorologist or did you go to school to be a broadcaster? I went to school to be a meteorologist. I figured, you know, broadcast meteorology is kind of what everybody knows and kind of what everybody mm-hmm. relates to. But there are also so many different meteorological positions. Uh, I mean, obviously, the Weather Service has very good meteorologists with them. And then there's also private industry ones, you know, the airport hires METS too. But, you know, just growing up and watching Dave Freeman down in Wichita, it just kind of just sparked. He came and talked to us, you know, like every year when we were in school, too. And it just kind of stuck with me. And so while I was working on that meteorology degree, the atmospheric science degree, I ended up taking some journalism classes. So that way, if I did go on to the broadcast side of things, I wouldn't be completely lost at a news station. I'd be able to, you know, at least write stories if I needed to be or do this or do that or, you know, do whatever I need to do. It's uh, always interesting to hear the stories of how people got in and uh, what they uh, have been doing. But uh are there things that you want yet? What, what's on what's on uh, Duda's bucket list in terms of a career? In terms of like, I I love my job. I love yeah. what I do, and um, you know, working mornings is just. I feel like it just works well for me. I feel like it fits my personality. It's a little more. It's a little more lax. It's a little more free form. It's a little more loose, and 
I really enjoy that. You know, nobody likes waking up at 1.30, 2 in the morning, <laughs> but whenever you're able to do something that you love and enjoy and, you know, work with, you know, decent people like Thor, then, you know, everything <laughs> decent. Yeah, decent. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, there's a big asterisk next to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it just makes it so much easier and so much fun. Like I don't, I don't view like us doing the show as work. No, yeah, I was gonna, yeah. there are some mornings where you're, you know, tired as all hell oh, and yeah. don't want to you know do anything, but, but, you know, doing that show for two hours, you wake up and we're waking up with you sometimes. And, it's just a lot of fun. The best no. reaction from people you get is when you at, when they ask what time you have to get up. I I get up at three. Okay. When you tell them that, they're just like, oh, oh yeah. How do you do that? <laughs> you know, I could never do you that. Adjust and your I, I was hours. worried about that because you know I worked nights all those years. Yeah. So I didn't go into one thirty two, and I was done at midnight. Of course, then I you know went to bed at one or two, and you know I was up a lot of times with the kids at seven, but or took a nap then in the morning. But that was what I was worried about the adjustment and schedule. Once you got used to once it's it's once you're up, it's it's all right. Yep. Yeah, and you know, a couple months is all it takes, really. Yeah, the first it, the first few months, but you know, Friday night seven o'clock, I was I, out. I remember when I first started uh, morning radio, um, that I was like up every hour because I was afraid the alarm wasn't yeah. going to go off. Mm-hmm. That's like a nightmare you ever occurred. Yeah. I, yeah, I set two alarms okay. and, and i think like the thing with us is that we do not hit snooze like no. well i mean you can't hit snooze because amy would kill you oh, yeah, my wife would say <laughs> yeah like me i can't hit like i have you know like my little alexa just like blast nirvana whenever i want to get up okay. so that way it scares me awake i get out of bed i turn it off i don't hit snooze <laughs> because i'll sleep through all those snooze oh. alarms too i think like alexandra has like 27 different alarms so that way she can hit snooze every yeah. five minutes. Yeah. And I'm like, I can't do that. I need to get yeah. up or I'm going to sleep still. I get up and get going. I, I pop right up. Yep. Of course, if I, there are signs I will sleep through it, but I'll get a whap. <laughs> My wife, get up. <laughs> so. All right. So we know the times that you get up. Uh, take us through an average day at Dakota News Now, Monday through Friday in the morning. Well, well we get in about... I get in a little before four, probably, mm-hmm. and then and then you know and we have an we have a producer, Jacob Forster, who does a great great job, job. and he he comes in overnight. I mean, there he's in at eleven at night. Yeah. So the thing about the morning show, you know, obviously a lot of the news is from the night before. Mm-hmm. You know, you have a few new national things, or there may have been breaking news overnight, a fire or something like that. But um, you know, the show is pretty much done. We'll look at you know look over a little bit, maybe write teases, open te- you know like write a few things. Throw in the highlight of the day. Uh, we'll cut radio news we, with our radio That's partners. Right. Yeah. We'll go do that and do our Alexa news. Alexandra and I will take turns with that. And then, um, you know, the show is at five. And the one thing about the mornings, and you probably remember this, do a morning. The mornings fly by. Oh, they do. <laughs> it, it, really, the, the mornings go fast. Yep. I always I go, called it the fastest four hours in radio. Yeah. 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 They just, the, our two hour show just seems to buzz by quick. Or, you know, I'm for it at seven o'clock. Oh, yeah. You know? I know it, you know, because then I'm sitting there going, wow, time for the Today Show now. Yeah. No, I said in, in a lot of people, you know, I'm, I'm you know, it's, it's amazing on your days off, though, people still ask you, though, do you get up at that time? Still, I go, no, no. I don't. <laughs> no, I, 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 don't sleep, a... I don't sleep as late as I used to. I wake right. up earlier, but I don't get up. At <laughs> You'll take advantage of the days yeah. off. Yeah, on the That's like this morning you texted me at like 545. To remind him to and, be here. And then I responded to him at like 615, and go... then he immediately went back to bed for like another hour and a half. <laughs> he said, what well, are you yeah. up? I said, what are you up? Yeah, and I'm like, yep, yep, nope, saw your text. Here you go. <laughs> well, it's always fun to uh, chat about uh, the media and uh, how it relates to uh, entertainment and the arts and so forth. Uh, so a couple of uh, questions I always like to end with. So, uh, Eric, when you go out to take in an arts or an entertainment event, what is it that, uh, you know, strikes the fancy that you say, can't miss this? You know, I mean, a movie, you know, we'll go to movies. movies. I, you know, I don't, I don't go to a lot of production I, I i would like to i mean like at the pavilion or or it's hard with the kids right yeah i just we don't that often but i'd like you know a concert Every once in a while go to a good concert well our, our mutual uh, friend mike henrickson would yeah. always say live good, music is good for good the soul for the soul yeah yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah mike goes he goes to a lot of shows oh he, he yeah. doesn't miss many that's yeah. for sure no I, I i enjoy going to concerts too yeah you know um I don't do it as much as I'd like to. And he he has played Dave Holly Hour trivia. That's right. On a an evening off. Yes. Yes. 
Yeah. And he came in was, second. I was going to say, that he was did. just like last week, wasn't it? Uh, a couple weeks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Weeks was break. yeah. I was off that week. Yeah. yeah. I didn't even know they had trivia in that. We were just, I, I don't, I know we don't, there. We, I shamed him into it. Yeah, I, really I, I bet you did, yeah. <laughs> we, we don't live far from Chasers. Yeah. And so we just went down there uh, to yeah. eat and have, a, and, and have a few drinks and. So you go up there, and I thought, we had to stick around for this. Oh, My yeah. wife had to leave. Yeah, she, she, had to, uh, she had to leave. You guys did well. Yeah, we, we got second. You got second. We, we got the $15. Yeah, the $15 uh, gift certificate. Yeah. Always a good thing. And Which, we only had two of us. The other table at one had like seven. So they had yeah. seven minds going into it. Oh, yeah. Sometimes it's a hindrance, man. Oh, too many answers. No, actually, you know, the way it works, because you can have up to six. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, there is one family, but they all play pool, so... They only get to play trivia about once a month when they're not shooting pool. Mm -hmm. And uh, they're called All in the Family. That's their team name. And they've got four generations. Are they usually there for trivia now? Yeah. Oh, okay. And uh, when they're there, they're placing for sure mm -hmm. and uh, quite often winning because uh, Grandpa, you know, served in a World War. Uh, and uh, let's see, then they've got uh, a couple more that have been in the service and they've got uh, mom that knows a lot of stuff and the kid knows all the stuff. Was that who beat us stuff. that night? No. Uh, <laughs> they, they were not. That was just a loaded team that night. <laughs> okay. uh, yeah. But uh, I was disappointed in one thing, though. He he missed the the picture. We didn't miss Paul one. Paul Krause. Yeah, we, I missed Paul Krause. I yeah. should have known that as a Viking fan. He's, uh, he's oh the old, How could the you? Old, yeah. Is he still the all-time leader in interceptions yeah, in the yep. NFL? In the NFL? Yeah. No. All right. Uh, so then, uh, any other hobbies? I like to golf in the summer a little bit. Yeah. You know, I mean, what's your I, handicap? Oh, not great. I mean, oh, yeah. I'd say eight. It's double digits. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's into yeah. the double digits. You know, it's teens. It's as long as you enjoy. If it. I'm playing well, it's teens. If I'm, you know, bogey golf's good. If I'm yeah. playing bogey golf, I'm playing. Aver average American I'm is playing, a bogey I'm, golf. I'm playing well. I just don't. Another thing, I don't probably play enough with. Like with kids, you know, I mean, you're busy with yeah you know, baseball in the summer. And, uh, and kids, boys play baseball, going. and so yeah, I like doing that. And I don't golf as much as Aaron Bowles. Yeah, true. I was gonna say I don't <laughs> golf. Don't I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I mean, he's, Aaron does have a way though of bowling couple nights a week till yep. 10 at night and wow getting in there in the morning yeah normally it's normally 52 ounces <laughs> of mountain dew at yeah. least <laughs> and also just like taking big fatty naps in the middle of the day like sleeping yeah. from like 11 until 11 in the morning until like five at night mm -hmm. which isn't really a nap that's actually like <laughs> sleeping actually so yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. all right so uh, aaron when it comes to uh your time that's free uh we'll talk about the bowling in a little bit but uh when it comes to arts and entertainment what do you like to go out to i mean Whenever, before I went to the University of Kansas, I was at a uh, junior college, a JUCO, mm -hmm. uh, down around Wichita, and I had a full ride music scholarship there for saxophone. Saxophone. Yes, sir. Yeah. And so, you know, if I'm out and about downtown and I, you know, hear live music somewhere, especially like some live jazz or, you know, like down yeah. at, uh, down at R. R Y. Uh, yep. Yeah. If I, if I hear something, I'll like stick around and kind of linger and just kind of listen a little bit, just, you know, just to kind of get that itch scratched a little bit too. So. I mean, if I if I can find live jazz somewhere, I'm gonna go listen to it. Whether it's solo, duo, trio, yeah. court, quint, whatever, I'm going to be listening to that. And um, you know, every so often, you know, if something pops up that you know comes across, you know, like a social media feed or someone tells me about it, like something at like the Pavilion uh, or like like going and seeing Late Night Booming. Ah, uh, uh, yes, yeah. there's that one character that's on there that yeah, I, uh, I, I favor. Yeah, that old curmudgeon. Yeah, he is, boy. <laughs> But like if something like that pops up, then you know if uh, if I'm able to swing in, you know, make sure that I can wake up in the morning, you know, the next day for work, then I'm gonna go see that. Um, I recently, uh, what about a month or so ago, went down to the State Theater and and uh, caught a movie at the State Theater for the yeah. first time since like they did all the renos to it too. And crack a beer, it's awesome. No, I didn't oh, even know because okay. you know, I was gonna, I was too worried about having to wake up the next morning too. <laughs> I just kind of sat there and enjoyed a movie and and it's really nice in there what they've oh, done to it. Is, oh gosh, that, gorgeous. That's incredible. So I mean, if I can get out and you know do something like that, I'm going to I'm going to you know you know uh, take a break from my lethargic and lazy ways and actually go out and do something <laughs> i want you to play yeah. the sax some morning in the morning she'll like the open bob oh, seger's turn the too. page yeah. Yeah. Open. that'd be a good opening. Play, so. play a little careless whisper for you <laughs> yeah a little uh, or, uh, uh jethro tolo aqualung yeah. or or that part in uh billy joel's uh, new york state of mind yeah that's got a nice long yeah. Ball sax. Ball yeah. Ball, yeah. yeah could you play those 
Um, the Billy, uh, all the ones that we previously named, I already can. The Billy Joel one, I'd have to sit down and kind of listen to and kind of, you know, write out and memorize. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, if you uh, if you give me, I don't know, a week or so to figure out the notes and sit down and mm-hmm. memorize it, yeah, I'll do that. That's what I did with uh, uh, Foreigners Urgent when I was in high school and try to mm-hmm. rip those solos whenever uh-huh. I was, you know, doing jazz and everything <laughs> like that. Yeah. All right. Give me some time. And uh, besides bowling, any other hobbies? Uh, You know, not really, uh, because I don't really tend to, you know, get out and do too many other things. Video games. I was going to say video games is the (laughs) the one other thing that I would do, because I can just stay in, Mm -hmm. and then whenever whenever I hit a wall and I need to take a nap, then I can just turn it off and just sit on the couch and just fall right asleep. All right. How many 300 games now? Uh, I'm up to two. Oh, nice. Yes. He was the highlight of the day. I remember morning. that. Oh. Yeah. I, I tried to talk you out that. of it. I thought oh, I was yeah. just like, no, nobody wants to see that. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. Yeah, my mom wants to see it. Yeah, my mom wanted to see it. Yeah, exactly. It is true. Whenever, That's impressive. Yeah, whenever yeah. whenever somebody at the bowling alley, you know, gets, you know, like 9, 10, 11 deep, the whole entire place stops and starts paying attention, yeah. which <laughs> then, then the pressure's on, and that's when you really start to feel it. Kind of like being a pitcher. And you're getting the no-no, yep. and yep. all of a sudden you're sitting by yourself. Nobody wants to yep. talk to you. Or that's the old superstition. Yeah. They're not supposed to talk. Exactly. To and like that's the thing. I'm the opposite. Like I want people to keep talking to me. I want people to like, yeah, don't talk keep to me loose. about, hey, hey, you have eleven in a row. No, don't do that to me. But just you know, keep a conversation <laughs> going. You know, just keep doing what you've been doing for the past ten frames. You know. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, guys, it's been a blast. Thank yeah. you so much, uh, Eric Thorstenson and Aaron Doudna from the Dakota News Now morning show appreciate it guys hey thanks for any time it's a great right. time man and appreciate it we'll be back to wrap up the dave holly hour in just a moment comedy magician and hypnotist jesse moffitt's right he can't play the piano but he can sure entertain crowds with his amazing magic and clever quips his shows always make the participants the stars especially when they've fallen asleep on stage uh i mean they've been hypnotized are you the party planner in your group then you owe it to your group to make the event magical, even if it puts you to sleep. Here's how. For booking information, go to Jesse Moffat Entertainment on Facebook. That's J-E-S-S-E-M-O-F-F-I-T-T. Or call 605-929-0964. Sure, they have darts, and you've heard me talk about how ruggedly handsome the trivia host is, but all caps fun never stops at the Sky Lounge and Tea. And fun is best had with your friends enjoying live entertainment, as in live and local. Yeah, the Sky Lounge believes in giving you the best bands, solo artists, and comedians from the area. The Neo Johnsons, Elizabeth Hunstead, Skylar Volks, as well as many others. And a great staff will make sure you enjoy your fun at the Sky Lounge in T South Dakota. I'm speaking with my grandpa Dave, but I just call him Dave. Thanks again to those great guests, Brett Cooper, and then Eric Thorstenson and Aaron Doudna. Thanks to all the great people at The Source where we held this week's conversations. And of course, thank you for listening, downloading, sharing, following in social media, and your overall support of the show. If you haven't done so so far, please follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Automatically gets you entered no matter which one you follow. For Pizza with a Podcaster. For all 164 episodes, go online, DaveHollyHour.com. As the Sioux Falls Arts Council says, together we art. As Arts South Dakota says, home is where the art is. As I say, put some art in your heart. Remember, I'm Dave Holly, and for me... Every day is a holiday. The Dave Holly Hour has been brought to you by Posh Boutique, The Sky in Tea, XL Chiropractic, Quality Nails, Jesse Moffat Entertainment, and Sonny's Pizzeria. If you would like to contribute to the continued success of this podcast, simply buy Dave a cup of coffee. Go to DaveHollyHour.com and look for a coffee cup icon in the lower left. Don't forget to stay up to date on the show on Twitter and Instagram. Follow the Dave Holly Hour on Facebook, and you'll be automatically entered in our Pizza with a Podcaster contest. The Dave Holly Hour is produced in the Dipsy Doodle Studios by Big D Entertainment. Thanks for listening.